Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to personally discover the life-changing impact of the Word of God as you listen to this message by Bishop Richard Ayi. Bishop Richard Ayi serves as a bishop in Lighthouse Chapel International, a denomination founded by Bishop Dacuid Mills with over 1,500 branches worldwide. Bishop Richard currently pastors the London branch of the First Love Church, a vibrant campus ministry with young, energetic people, full of first love for the Lord. We believe this message will give you hope, light and love to strengthen you in your Christian walk. Now listen to Bishop Richard. We are blessed to be in the house of the Lord. How many feel blessed and feel happy? To be in the presence of the Lord. You want to praise Him. You want to give the Lord a dance. You want to be joyful in His presence. Hallelujah. I want to sing blessings. Blessing and honor. Glory and power. Be unto the ancient of days. From every nation. All of creation, bow before the ancient of days. Every tongue say, shall declare your glory. Every knee shall bow at your throne. In worship you will be exalted, O God. And your kingdom, O ancient of days. To the ancient of days, from every nation, from every nation, all of creation, all of creation we bow before you. God can't come 
Emmanuel. He said he would never leave nor forsake you. He is God. God with us. So close to us. to the Lord and just thank him thank you my Lord your word is true when you said that you told us that your name shall be called Emmanuel thank you oh God that no matter how low our estate no matter how far we have departed from you and from your word thank you that your mercies are new every morning thank you that there is no greater love that any man had that that he should lay down his life for his friends thank you that you call us your friends thank you that you love us unto the end oh God what love the father has lavished on us that we should be called his sons and daughters precious Greater love this world has never seen. He hung on that tree, oh why? Would you do such a thing? When I think about myself, I don't know why you would do it, but oh God, thank you for love. Your love, your love is patient, is patient and humble and kind. Oh, it's greater than all my God. It always, it always, it's your love, it's your love that lifted me up.
you, Jesus, that you died. when we find ourselves in the house of the Lord. We shouldn't take it for granted that we find ourselves to be saved for we know that there is nothing that we have that we can boast of. Our righteousness is as filthy rags. Our righteousness 
is of God through Jesus Christ. So you want to lift up your voice this afternoon and be grateful unto him. The fact that you are here is the choosing of the Lord. It is the doing of the Lord. And we say thank you, O God. We exalt your name. We thank you for choosing us. love is so great oh God thank you Lord thank you for loving if you are grateful for his love you want to put your hands together and give the Lord a shout of praise hallelujah 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 well you want to turn to your neighbor tell your neighbor hi hi tell him how are you did you have a good week Hallelujah. I think we have time for one more song. What do you think? Are you tired of praising God? Hey, we want to lift him up in this place.
house of the Lord, you may take your seats. All right, it's time for testimony. Well, the Bible says that the testimonies of the Lord are sure, making wise the simple. How many of you believe that you are becoming wise through the testimonies that we hear every Sunday? Yeah, not allowing the testimonies to pass us by. You should receive them all. So today I have a testimony to read for you all the way from Milton Keynes. Amen. So the testimony says, my testimony is about receiving miracle money through listening to the podcasts. The prophet was leading prayers during one of the prophetic encounter services. He was teaching us how to pray and get results. He mentioned that we shouldn't ask for money, but we should rather ask for the Holy Spirit. I also needed money. Hey, it's a, it's a very true problem. I also needed money in that week as I was due to travel. However, where I was working a couple of weeks back told me that they no longer needed me. So I had no job at the time. At this time, the prophet was also declaring miracle money in the services, especially at the end of the services, so I believed it. The day before I was due to travel, I received a text message whilst driving from my previous employer stating how much they had paid me for that week. So I started rejoicing in my car, thanking God. However, I felt that I should confirm the miracle by actually checking my bank account. So when I arrived home, I checked my bank account, and there was no money. Oh, no. At this point, I was a bit disappointed. However, I waited until later during that day, knowing that it may take some time to reflect in my account. During one of our church fellowships later, I checked my account. I had actually received more money than the amount that was in the text message. It was more than what I usually earn for a week's work. Miracle money. I'd like to give glory to God for this great miracle through the prophet. Hallelujah. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. Would you like to hear more testimonies? All right, then please put your hands together as we welcome our sister, Jean. Hi, my name is Jean, and I'm in First Love London. And <laughs> um, my testimony is about how God has increased me by thousands of dollars, just as um, just as the prophet spoke in the um, message last week. So um, last week, Tuesday, I received a call from a recruiter, and they um, said they wanted to see me for an interview um, this Monday. So I said, "Okay, cool." Um, I'll come for the interview. The following day, I received another call from a different recruiter, and she said she also wants to see, uh, they want to give me an interview on Friday. So I had the interview on Friday with a telephone interview, and they said they really liked me and that they wanted to see me again. They wanted to see me, but they need to see me in person. So I saw them on, I said, okay, I'm coming to London on Monday anyway, so let me come and come for this interview. So she said, cool. So I had the... So I had um, two interviews scheduled um, on Monday morning. One was at 9.30 and the second was at 12 o'clock. So 
Monday morning, I'm on the tube, minding my own business. I decide to listen to the message, knowledge of his will. I'm listening to the message. I would think I was walking on Baker Street's platform, Malibu or something like this. And there was a point in the message when Bishop, um, the prophet said, um, some of you will be increased by thousands of dollars. As you do, I just said, amen. Can, <laughs> and um, continued my day. So I went to the first interview at 9.30. It went really well. The guy said to me, we really like you. And I said, okay, that's fine. I've got an, another interview. <laughs> I said to him, I've got another interview in the afternoon. And he said, all right, um, what I'm going to do is I'll speak to the recruiter in the afternoon and I'm sure it'll be good news. I said, cool. So I went to the second interview. It went really well as well. And then I left, took my flight back to Edinburgh. Um, by the time I landed, there was a voicemail on my phone. And it was the first lady calling me back to say, they really like you and they want to give you an offer. I said, great, how much is it for? She said, X amount of money. I said, cool, the only thing is, I had this other interview in the afternoon, so I need to speak to them first. So I called back the other people and I said, I've got an offer, what are you going to do for me? They said... <laughs> they said... <laughs> they said to me... They said to me, they're still interviewing, so they can't come back to me yet. So I said, okay, fine. I called back the first lady and I said, you know what? I'm willing to come off the market if, you can, if there's room for maneuver in the budget for this um, role. And she said, how much do you want? I said, X amount of money. Then she said, I think it's a bit too much, but let me call the hiring manager and see. That was Monday evening. Tuesday morning, she called me back and she said, you know what? What you're asking for is too much, but... I can give you more than what we originally agreed to. And I said, fantastic. <laughs> I, accepted, I accepted the offer. Now, folks, if I tell you that my salary increased by 1,000 pounds, we'll be fine, right? Great. Glory to God. 10,000, brilliant. 20,000, magnificent. Folks, 48,800 <laughs> So, um, to conclude, to conclude, to conclude, I want to thank God for the increase. So, to conclude, I want to thank God for the increase. I want to also thank the prophet for the message. And I want to say that the Bible says in Ecclesiastes um, chapter 11, verse 6, that we should sow in the morning, sow in the evening, because the truth is we don't know where it's gonna, whether our increase is going to come from the, this or from that. And I want to say the same thing for the messages. For me, it was just a simple amen from one um, prophecy. We don't know, the truth is, we don't know which of them is going to be our increase, but if we just believe in them, I believe by the grace of God, at least one will come true. Put your hands together for a powerful testimony. She said that her salary didn't increase by £1,000. It didn't increase by £2,000. It didn't even increase by £10,000. She said £48,800. I think you should give the Lord another clap offering. Amen. Wow. Put your hands together for powerful testimonies.
the sacrifice and the Lord in return I'll serve you for the rest of my life I will build your church yes all I want is to serve you if I live my life again I would choose you it's been worth living for you Lord I love you there's no one above you you gave your son you gave your love and you turned my life all around you gave your life to set me free so I'll serve you for the rest of my
I'm the one you gave those dreams to. Never went away. I will follow you, my Lord. There'll be no more turning back. I'm staying here and There's no one now. 
else to work for. But you
follow Jesus till the end. Deeper and deeper into my 
my sinful ways. Now I'm on my way. I have found a new life. Yes, I have. I have found a new life. Oh, oh, this is a true and a faithful Savior. Jesus came into the world to save sinners. Jesus came to seek and save that which was alone. I was lost in sin and shame, but you gave your life to save me. Take my life and let 
and happy because our pastor is back with us. Amen. So if you are ready to receive the word of God, make your loudest noise as we welcome Bishop Richard Aye. Two for one. Beautiful. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, let us pray. Father, we thank you for today. Thank you for a blessed day to be in church and to be in your holy presence. Speak to us, Lord, direct us. Thank you for this wonderful new year that you've ushered us into. Let your kingdom come and let your will be done, Lord. May we be blessed with good things, great things, Lord. May our lives be filled with your benefits and with your kindness. Thank you, Father, for a blessed opportunity to be in your holy presence and to be in church and to be in a new year, Lord. Thank you for your favor. I give you thanks and I give you praise. I welcome you into this service, Holy Spirit. Have your way. Choose your way and May we enjoy the pleasure of your company today. Thank you, Father, for the blessedness of the company of the Holy Spirit. May your name be glorified. May your name be praised. In Jesus' name I have prayed. And everybody shall say amen. Amen. Oh, say a better amen. Amen. And God bless you as you find your seats. Hallelujah. Well, good to see all of you again. I haven't seen you this year, isn't it? So, happy new year to all of you. And um, good to see you in 2018. Um, 
I've been away for two Sundays. It's just two Sundays. It's not like the whole year. Yeah, just two Sundays. And um, everything was well where I was. And um, I'm back. So, good to see all of you. Hallelujah. And um, let's hear the word of God. Isn't it? Well, you want stories? You want the word of God? Okay, so I want to share with you today about, what's the title of my message? Secrets of fasting and prayer. Okay, secrets of fasting with prayer. Not fasting and prayer, fasting with prayer. Okay, beautiful. Matthew chapter 17. Are you becoming more spiritual? Especially during this fasting time. How many of you have been fasting? How many of you have been attempting to do something? How many of you have been okay? How many of you have been watching and praying? Watching and praying with full meals. Okay. No, you you have to go light. So you fly better. Yes, you fly better. You didn't know that secret, isn't it? Yes. You have to go lighter. So you fly better. You fly better when you are lighter. You sleep more when your tummy is full. And you feel it's, it's more difficult. Yeah. See, it's, it's even difficult to even wake up and pray. It's like a chore. Yeah, but you, you, have to, you have to cross over certain lines so that you don't even feel it that, yeah, you're up. It's like I'm up at two o'clock. You see, the more you make reference to some things, the more it, it's, it reveals to you, not to anybody, that it's a difficult task. But it can, it can get easier. And you can enjoy it. You can enjoy it and be happy. Fasting and praying, watching and praying, whichever way you want to call it, it's something you can enjoy. You can enjoy, you can be happy. It can become even part of you. You can become part of you. You discover that you can live from the beginning, from 1st January till 31st December. You can live a fasted life. And you'll be happy. It won't be a problem for you. And you'll be more spiritual. And you'll be stronger. Yes. Because as soon as I fasted for you, you look very, you look disturbed. You actually look disturbed. <laughs> it's like there's a problem. Yeah, it's like, I'm, it's like where, where is he from? We've over, over here, we've been eating. <laughs> it's like we've been praying all right, but we've been, we've been eating. So, I mean. Anyways, anyway, this week, this week, we'll be doing bread and water. Yes, between bread and water. <laughs> and still praying. Yes. So prepare yourself and be part of it. Yes. You see, you need to slaughter certain Goliaths in your life yes. and bury certain demons permanently, permanently, permanently. Certain things have to be shaken off your life permanently. 
uh, one of the best ways to overcome things that are attached to your life for seasons and for years is through fasting with prayer. You need to pray when you're fasting. Otherwise, it's hunger strike. So you see that we are warming up and we are getting deeper. We started from last year. From last year. It's like from last year, we've been warming up gradually, gradually, gradually into deeper waters. So this week, exam, no exam. Fasting doesn't affect exams. Mm, what affects exams that you haven't studied? Yeah. Oh, oh, say that I have an exam, so Bishop. No, no, no. Please. We've not been students before. We, you can come and bamboozle us. You've been students. And we're students for a long time, too. Mm. Yes. Fasting doesn't affect your ability to. What affects your is whether you have studied or not. That's what affects it. Not whether you've eaten or not. What about the student who is broke? He's not fasting, but he's broke. How many of you have been broke before? Did you not write your exams? You wrote your exams. So how come when it's fasting time, you can't write your exams because you're hungry? <laughs> you can. So, Matthew chapter 7. I'm, I said I'm talking to you about what? Secrets of fasting with prayer. Yes. Fasting with prayer. You need to fast with prayer. And you need to fast. You, you, you take this season very seriously. Next when I come and I ask how many of you have been praying and fasting, I want everybody to lift up their hands. Because we are building a spiritual church, a spiritual church, spiritual people. You see, and these, you see, these, are, these are foundations when you miss out on. Your life, you see, your Christianity becomes interesting. These days I'm discovering different groups of people. Different groups of people for security reasons. I can't measure which groups they are. But I've identified at least about two or three. They all, they all have similar traits based on their background. What is this? I mean, traits, it's like in the faith. They are Christians. They are nice Christians, nice people. But they all have similar, they have, they have certain characteristics. Is that when this one is from here, he behaves like this. This one is from here, he behaves like this. And I, I'm beginning to discover that it's their foundation. Their Christian foundation is a little, a little warped. A little warped. They, they've built, some of them have built their faith and their whatever on, on deception. Not on scriptures and on scriptural things. So in first love, I really want you to be stickless of the word. Stay with the word. If you have anything to say, anything to do, just put a, put a verse down and act. Don't put feelings down or thoughts or imaginations. Put a verse down. Give us a verse and act. As soon as you quote a verse, we'll say hands up. I surrender. Hands up means I surrender. Verse, you're free. Not, not imaginations and feelings.
Are you understanding what I'm saying? Yeah. You need to be, you need to be deep in the word. If anything will affect you, it has to be the Bible. What the Bible says, and then you need to exercise yourself in spiritual exercises. So when we are fasting like this, don't, don't deceive yourself and say, you are fasting when you are not fasting. Or tell yourself, you are praying when you are not praying. You see, when you don't pray and you say you have prayed, you see, you have even trained yourself to lie. You've trained yourself to lie. And then unless you move on in life, you keep lying and deceiving yourself. You know, we're praying. I was fasting and and you were not. You were not. And you see, as much as it doesn't harm anyone immediately, it harms you. And then one day someone will make a mistake and appoint you into leadership. And then once you're in leadership, suddenly we'll discover that we've put a liar and a deceiver there. We even wonder whether the person is a Christian. Because, because you have led a life of lies all along. You will never be a liar. Yes. So try and be real and do real things with God. You know, be real with God. Be deep with God. Be sincere. You see, stop the acting. Be sincere with God. When I have a feeling, a thought, a sign that you are not real, I can't even help it. I can't even help it. I start moving away. I can't. I actually can't. It's, it's, it's one of my weaknesses. You can call it a weakness. I can't, I can't deal with unreal people. Hmm? Am I moving too fast? No. Yes. It's okay. The pace is okay. Yeah. I can't deal with unreal people. As long as you give me the signs. You're not real. You're not, you're not what you say you are. Or how you say you are. I, I can't. Sometimes I wish I could. I wish I could pretend a bit. You know, pretend a bit and hang around and smile. But I realize I can't. I just start moving away. It's like, this person is a joker. He's a, he's a joke. He thinks we are playing. But we are not playing. So fasting time, like this season, be very serious with it and be very real with it. Know that you are becoming fat, then you say you are fasting. I'm not saying if you are becoming fat, it means you are not fast. I'm just, I just said something for you to laugh. That's all. So there are, there are secrets that will no longer be a secret after today's message. Yes, and once once the, the thing that is not known is revealed, it's no longer a secret. Now you know what it is. You know how real it is. You know the reality that it exists. So there are secrets. You're about to discover things that would no longer be a secret to you. Are you there? So can we start talking now? Okay. Are you going to be serious with it? Be serious. Be serious. Be very, 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 very serious in everything that you do. I don't know what serious means, but I think it should be, we should be serious. Tell your neighbor, let's be serious. We should be serious. We should be serious with God. We should be serious. 
And don't blame Satan for everything. Sometimes it's not him. Some of the things that we don't do is because we don't want to do it. It's not. I don't know. Maybe you can you can blame Satan a bit that he's the one who has me, but it's, it's, I feel sometimes he's not guilty. I'm not his agent. I can't speak for him, but sometimes I feel he's not guilty. Yeah, he's not involved. I wish if he could speak, he would say, "Look, this one, it's not me. It's not me. I wasn't there." wasn't there. I, I have not even sent someone to make him do it. He wants to do it. But maybe he's there. I don't know. Matthew 17. I think I'd like to start from verse 14. It's a good verse to start from. And when they were come to the multitude, there came to him a certain man kneeling down to him and saying, Lord, have mercy on my son, for he is a lunatic. Lunatic means he has a mental situation. Okay, yeah. Yeah, and back in the day, they thought mental illnesses were related to the moon. So that's what, Luna. That's moon, yes. You see, you don't know everything. (laughs) Yes. No, I've actually heard I've actually heard people make reference to it before. Yeah. Uh, I, I remember I knew a certain man in a in a certain neighborhood whose madness is fully manifested when there's a full moon. No, no, really, really. I mean someone that I knew when I was a I was a teenager then. He lived in the in a, in a, but in a certain neighborhood. When there's a full moon, he he's really I mean, bonkers. As soon as the moon becomes another shape, he's a little more noise. He's calmer. He's calmer. He, can, he makes more sense. So it's, it's, as soon as it's believed that the moon and the mental illness are related. So anyway, lunatic. I'm just explaining lunatic to you. So for his son is, is lunatic and so vexed. For oft times he falleth into the fire and oft into the water. And I brought him to thy disciples and they could not cure him. I think it's very painful when it will be very painful if your disciples can't do what you've taught them to do. It's like, it's like you have to be everywhere. You have to be in every meeting because it's like the disciples are not anointed. They are not powerful enough to deal with basic situations and basic problems. Can you imagine how Jesus will be feeling as the man is telling that your disciples couldn't solve this problem? He said, they've been following you, but they can't do what you do. The way you would do it. How you would do it. So you wonder, are they, are they even disciples? Or they are just people who like posts and ranks and titles? So anyway, Jesus said, then answered Jesus and said, Oh, faithless and perfect generation, how long shall I be with you? I don't know who is he referring, who is he talking to, the disciples or the people? I don't know. He's talking to somebody who is hearing. Then he said, Bring him hither to me. In other words, bring him to me. Bring him to me. Let me solve it. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. Bring him to me. 
speaking to me. If they can't do this, bring it to me. I'll do it myself. I can, I'll do it. Bring it to me. Bring it to me. And Jesus rebuked the devil. Small devil. He just rebuked him. And he departed out of him. And the child was cured from that very hour. Wow. Then came the disciples to Jesus apart. That is, apart is separate. So when Jesus separated himself, then they came to him and asked him, why could not we cast him out? You see, if you're humble, if you're humble, are you, are you hearing me? If you're humble, you always ask questions. You always ask, why couldn't we do this? Why couldn't I do this? Why is it different? Why is this thing different? For If you're humble, you ask questions. Anybody who asks a question is entitled to an answer. That is, that is, you are led into a secret when you ask a question. Don't think that everything will be volunteered to you and explained. Sometimes you need to ask because questions, questions are a sign of interest. Next time you're in the, in, in the, in the class, always check for those who ask questions even though you are irritated by them. But they are the ones who are interested in what is going on. Teachers, lecturers always like people who ask them questions. Some of the best meetings you can ever have are meetings where you can start with questions. When you stand there and say, does anybody got a question? When everybody sits there and says they're okay, it it even makes the meeting be boring. Because when they ask questions, you see